Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. We are back. It's a cup final edition of Away Days. Uh, welcome to Load Mag NUFC. And look, we've got a cracker for you tonight. We've uh, just been talking off air and lots and lots of topics to discuss uh, for both teams, and we're going to get into it first and foremost. But we're back. Brandy and Blaze in the house. Uh, Chris All, how you doing, fella? I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm noticing my uh, internet's not holding up very well. Um, hopefully you can hear me. Hopefully I'm responding. You can hear me responding. Mm-hmm. Great, great. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Just feeling a bit, um, I don't know, a bit like uh, nostalgic. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm uh, travelling down to London tomorrow. Um, still feels weird travelling all the way to London and not having a ticket. That feels a bit odd, but I think as soon as I get there and see all the fans and everything, I'm sure, you know. And then obviously seeing the lovely you as well, Pete. Obviously, we'll be together on Sunday um, watching watching the match in the pub. So, no, really looking forward to it, mate. And, yeah, I just hope I just hope the lads give a good account of themselves on the weekends. For me now, I've kind of come to the point where I'm like, obviously, I want to win it. I'd love to win it. But it, it's more the fact that, you know, we're Newcastle are back. We're back. We're competing. We're up there. And, you know, as long as the lads give it 110%, I think that's all we can ask for. 100%, mate. I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing about Sunday. Cannot wait to get there. I cannot wait to get into it. I just want the final... I, I, I want the, um, the the first whistle to go. I want the yeah. first whistle to go when we're in the game. That's what I want. I hate all the build-up because it just it frustrates me. I just want us to play. Um, and look, we'll, we'll get into all of that right now. But first and foremost... Welcome to everyone in the chat. Welcome all the chatters, our loaded um, spanners. We've got Lisa in the house, Daz in the house, the main man. Um, hope you're well. We'll see you shortly. Um, Keith uh, Foster, um, welcome in. Uh, it does sound like Stranger Things. You are absolutely right in your comment. Um, Paul Gallant, uh, welcome and thank you for sharing as always. Craig Lee, uh, always a regular, as is Adam McCarthy and so many others in the chat as well. Roger Cook has put some comments in already. Welcome in um, as they're coming in and welcoming um, Man United fans that are here to support Saeed because I can see one or two in the chat already. Get your questions in for myself. Chris Saeed will be here to answer your questions on what is a massive, massive game. And I'm not going to wait any longer. As always, you guys know, on away days, um, it's not away days without having the opposition's opinion. And it's a pleasure to welcome in uh, Saeed from Saeed TV. How you doing, my man? Yes, yes. Big up everybody who's here. Uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, man, looking forward to this one, man. It feels like we had a, a big game last night. I'm already like drained, you know, <laughs> from the emotion. And I have to pick myself up ready for Sunday, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big game, man. This is our first final. I know you guys are, are starved of, of finals, and I think Newcastle should be winning trophies when you look at how big the club is. You know what I mean? So ours, our our first final in six years, man. So and our first, hopefully, our first trophy in 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 six in in six years. I think. Sorry to be fair, we we were in the final for the FA Cup in 2018, but in terms of winning it, you know, it's first one in six years, man. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this, man. Big big game. Definitely. And look, you know, you talked about the Barcelona game last night. Um, obviously, you got into the next round. Not an easy, not an easy tie. Um, so early on in the competition, but into the into I think you now into the round of sixteen. Round of sixteen, yeah, round of sixteen. Um, so you managed to get through from Barcelona. Tough game. 
Um, they didn't make it easy for you, which all Newcastle fans were very, very happy about. Um, we we would have liked extra time. We're not going to I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> we would have been absolutely shattered, mate. That's why I was like, when I seen that offside, when Varane, when he got it off the line, I was like, oh my God, thank God, man. Because it's, it's one of them, like, we just didn't need it. And I don't think we deserved it. Second half performance didn't deserve an equaliser, if that makes sense. But yeah, man, I'm glad we, we played 90 minutes. You know, and, and Newcastle have had eight days off, which, you know what, to be fair, I don't know where I look at it. I think Newcastle have had eight days off, but we that's a back of the 2 nil. Whereas we've had a game where we've, yes, it has been very, very much kind of uh, energy sapping, but it's one of them, like, you know, when you win that kind of game, it gives you so much confidence and, you know, that belief and it kind of the adrenaline kind of kicks on until Sunday. So it, it can work both ways. And obviously Sunday we'll find out, but nah, listen, the, the feeling is positive going to this game. Massively, massively positive. And like I said, man, it's a big, big game, man. Newcastle deserved to be in the final. United do as well. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. You know what, Chris, there's a couple of really good points I mentioned there. You know, first and foremost, I can see you nodding as well as I was talking about the fact that we've had, we'd have had eight days prep uh, for that, obviously coming off the back of the the two 0 loss with, with, with Liverpool, um, you know, I, I want to get your thoughts on that. But equally, uh, Sai made the point that you know we 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 deserve to be back in in the fight for for finals and and fighting for trophies. I know you had a similar mindset when we were talking off air. Just just those two points alone. What 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 are your thoughts in general? Yeah. So firstly, I I totally agree with what Said said. Like you can look at it two sides. Like. From Newcastle perspective, we've had eight days rest, but we're off the back of a two-nil defeat. So, in many ways, you do you do wonder whether Eddie R wouldn't have minded a little midweek game to get back into winning ways. Um, but then, on the other hand, <clears throat> albeit you know avoiding injuries and stuff, or you know little uh, knocks in training, um, you would probably if you had to choose between the two, you'd probably say you prefer the eight days rest. But at the same time, you know. What better way to prepare for a final than going and beating Barcelona? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good result that like, but uh, but yeah, it's it's it, it's interesting, and I suppose like I say, you see both sides, and for for me, I would I would prefer to have the best, but I do take you know what what Saeed said there. In terms of us being back in a final, <clears throat> I know I mentioned it earlier, Pete. Like yeah. it's it's just so great that we're now back competing. It's great to be back in amongst it, in amongst the conversation. And when teams are now playing Newcastle, it's not just, oh, let's go and get our three points and go home. It's now a case where clubs are turning up at Newcastle and thinking we've got a game on our hands here today. Mm-hmm. And I still I still get frustrated now, um, even though it was it was some time ago, you know, for that Liverpool game, because when you look at the performance we give in that second half, you know, with ten men. It, it was really, really good, and some people will over, overlook that to look at the score and go, "We lost two nil." But it was, it was the performance um, from the players and the fact that Liverpool looked far from comfortable. And I think it was, I think it was Ali McCoist who said it when he said, "The biggest compliment I can pay Newcastle is that unless you actually physically counted all the players, mm. um, you wouldn't know which team had ten men. You'd think it was the other way around." Because Newcastle, Newcastle were a big threat, and I think it gave Eddie Howe a bit of food for thought as well. You know, us switching or having to switch to a four-three-two formation, with us mm. only having ten men, and Saint Maximin and Isaac caused Liverpool all ends of problems. Um, so it's it to summarise your question, it it's great that we're back in a monster. It's great that we're now competing, and it's great that you know we've got a brighter future ahead. And I suppose even this even this final, like I, I, I said earlier, like. 
I look at it and I think, you know, I'd love to win it. It'd be great to win it. But I'm going to come away from this, um, you know, on Monday when I travel home thinking, even if we lose, I think, yeah, but we're back. We're back. Today, the, you know, Sunday wasn't our day. If we come away with a defeat, Sunday wasn't our day. But next year we will. Or the year after we will. And that's the exciting thing. Having been starved of any remote success or any remote competition, the fact that now we're back amongst the big boys, um, it's a great feeling. Definitely. Uh, I have to agree with, with, with a lot of what you said, Chris, 100%. Um, it does feel like we're, we're back. But equally, just before I go to um, uh, some other points, do you feel that you're back, uh, Saeed? Because obviously, you know, the feel-good factor has changed with Man United, you know, since the Ronaldo debacle and all the stuff before the World Cup. Seems like you've turned a corner, but is it mm-hmm. too early to say you're back or, or are you are you of the mindset, well, we're back in business as a club fighting at the top end, like we feel we are right mm. now? Yeah, we're on a similar kind of crossroads, um, you know, in terms of the club kind of shifting, you know what I mean, the mentality, you know what I mean, especially with the manager. But I think Sunday's our key test, as to if we're back on or, you know, I think slowly you can see the team is, but I still think we kind of need to win this trophy to kind of kickstart the the new era of Ten Hag, the feeling of the new owners coming in. You know what I mean? That kind of, uh, you know, and that says I I would be feel massively disappointed, even though I know we're still on the road of of, of improving and we still can see there's big big changes. Listen, I've been, at, you know, coming to United for so many years, but the last couple of years has been very very dark, like. Last season was terrible, like 5-0 Liverpool, you know, 2-0 at home to, 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 to Man City, you know, games where we just weren't trying. And, you know, football, sometimes, you know, when you see players trying, it's it's a start and the fans want to see that. They want to see their team putting the effort in. And then after that, the quality does come in somehow because these are not bad footballers overnight. It's just that they've lacked the commitment. And now Ten Agas have said, you know what, he's a no-nonsense manager. He doesn't... He doesn't say things for the sake of it. When he says something, you, you got to hear. you got to hear, big up Lee. And you got to hear. So I feel like for me, you know, it is, we're starting on the road to recovery and, 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 and we will get there. This season is, is almost kind of like solidifying that, building a foundation. But I think Sunday is massive for the, for the team in terms of, right, we've won the Carabao Cup now. Now can you kick on? So it's almost like a, a litmus test this Sunday, you know, to see whether, you know, we can you know, thrive on the big occasions as well. So I can't lie, man. The, the, the season's been emotional. It's been, it's been, it's been amazing so far. But you know, as, as, a, as a club like Man United, no respect to Newcastle, but we have to be winning trophies. We just can't be on a journey. But and as, as well, Newcastle, they will get there. Just maybe not now. But as as with Man United, they've got to get this Carabao Cup under the line and then kind of go on to the FA Cup and the other other trophies as well. So this is a massive, massive weekend mentally for Man United as well as physically, of course. No, definitely. And we'll get back to that in a second because, um, you know, it, it, it is an interesting one. You know, a, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of our fans think that we are on that journey and that you know, we will get there eventually. But what I'll throw out there right now is that why can't it be now? You know, from a Newcastle perspective, yeah, yeah. I know from you saying you want it to be later on in the future because you want that trophy in the bag on Sunday. That yeah. know about it. But to just two people to shout out. Firstly, um, we've got Simon back in there in the chat. Welcome, Simon. I know Chris has put your comment up on. Great to see you on there, Simon Rudd. Um, and of course, Lee, 
Um, uh, my brother, you know him really well. Would say, yeah, big up Lee, man. And um, massive shout out to him. Um, and obviously putting us in in communication to get you on the show, which is which which is great to see. Now, look, the question that's going around and everybody's talking. You got the win against Barcelona, but has it come at a cost? Okay, because Marcus Rashford puts a very cryptic Instagram post yeah. out. Uh, this morning, and it's talked about quite a bit. And to be fair, <clears throat> it wasn't squashed by Eric Ten Hag in his presser earlier on today, where he says, you know, it, he might miss miss the final. I, I want I want to get both yours and Chris's thoughts on this, and obviously everyone in the chat put your thoughts on this. You know, do you think do you think it's genuine? Mm. You know what it was when when he actually. I was kind of like going mad at Rashford because there was a moment where, you know, there was a pass being made and it looked like he went went past him, but he still went with the foot race with Arujo. And I kind of was like, leave it, Rashford. You don't need to kind of chase it. Because I think at that time, I think we were winning 2-1. I think we need to keep basically keep in shape. So I was kind of like saying to myself, you don't need to really do that. And I think for me, it's an impact injury. I do think, by the way, I don't know if you've seen the video of him walking out. It did look like a... A normal kind of, you know, little bit of a wobble after after a game impact, you know, maybe sore legs, maybe tired legs. So I wouldn't read too much into it, but at the same time, he has played a lot of games. And, you know, this thing will happen. You know what I mean? He, he will pick up little muscular injuries, little, you know, niggles here and there. And it's almost like classic feeling before a final. It never goes smoothly, does it? You never get every single... There's always one player you're like, oh, he's out or he's kind of situation but the fact that he tweeted or put that post up there kind of almost make me feel kind of almost like more positive about it you know rather than if there was no stories and it was kind of not leaked and everything was and all of a sudden bang Marcus Rash was out of out the final I would have been like damn but I think he's put that in there to kind of say I'm a bit sore but listen I'm, I'm gonna be back obviously for you guys listen mate you know if Rashford is out damn 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 they said, nah, I'm worried because at the end of the day, he's the main source of our goals. He's probably been our best player this season. I think he has been the best player this season for my United. I mean, you know, the pacing behind, he's electric. He's he's just on form. He's a man right now. And I think, I don't know, obviously it would be trippier on that side, which you guys should be confident with anyway because of the fact there's experience. But at the same time, man, you know what I mean? Any any right back in world football now will, will struggle with Rashford. So, you know, I know you don't want to wish injuries and whatnot, but it would be good to, to, for him to miss out, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Rashford to be out would be would be a crazy storyline because that would just give the momentum to Newcastle to be like, right, we've got one less worry now. We've, we can now attack. We can now develop a new set of tactics and we can actually go for it now more rather than maybe being a bit tentative and be like, oh, we've got to watch out for Rashford's runs here. You know what I mean? You can actually go for it. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's I am a bit nervous, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? He's done well recovering well this season. I don't know if you've seen a couple of photos and videos. He's always been in the little chambers that they have. He's put a few posts out. So this year, Tenagas told him, listen, you must recover. As much as you train, you must recover. So, yeah, man, it's crazy. No, an interesting, interesting, uh, interesting perspective. I knew it was always going to be a, a good perspective from a Man United side because you get the information a lot more than we would on a rational yeah, yeah. But Chris, uh, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, are you in agreement with Saeed or have you got like a different perspective on it? What, what we're thinking? <laughs> so I, we had a very, very, very brief discussion in the pre-show, Pete, and I was just like, I'm not having it. 
I'm not having it. I think it's too good to be true. Obviously, Saeed will know Nick Pope's out, and that was a big hit for us. Um, and if you said to <clears throat> the majority of Newcastle fans, which one Man United player would you want to miss out? The majority would say Rashford. Um, so as soon as I saw, you know, the news on Rashford and obviously went off and my mate texted me and going, oh, he's injured, he's injured. And I was just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not convinced by it. And I think Saeed makes a great point. I think if, not that if the injury was genuine, I wouldn't say that, but if the injury was really serious, I don't think anything would be posted about it. I think it'd be kept hush-hush. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric Ten Hag of all people would not be encouraging Rashford or he'd be saying to Rashford, listen, make sure you keep your socials quiet. Like, I don't want to give anything away for the match. Um, so it just makes me think it's a little bit of um, a little bit of hardball kind of thing, you know, like getting in the getting in the uh, opposition's mind. Um, so yeah, I I fully expect Rashford to start. Will he be a hundred percent? Who knows? Um, but I think Man United will do everything possible to make sure that he's starting on Sunday. Um, so I'm I'm not getting excited. I'm just expecting to see Marcus Rashford um, confirmed at R three on Sunday in the lineups. Mm. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, look, um, I've I've got kind of a slightly different perspective on it. Um, I think I think he'll play, but I equally don't think he's hundred percent. Um, and it was a little bit of what I was talking about with Chris briefly before you came on, um, side into the in, in in the back before we went live. In that, I watched the game. I saw the challenge that you referred to, Saeed. Um, what shocked me is that he stayed down initially. Mm. Um, for a while. Yeah, he was down for a while and they had to put the ball out for him to get treatment. And then what really, really surprised me and made me think that he's not 100% fit is that after that moment, he didn't sprint once. If you watch him for that period up until he gets subbed, he literally just like half jogs around the pitch. He doesn't press, he doesn't chase, he doesn't do anything on the ball um, and that wasn't the Rashford that you saw just before the before mm. the contact. In that, it was almost like he'd realised that he'd done something. It might not be bad enough to not to not allow him to play, but it's mm. bad enough for him to be concerned about it. So I do think, and someone put it in the chat, and it was a really good point. I think it was Matt Matt G actually. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, he put you know um, a, a little bit of um, you know a little bit of recovery. Um, a, a, a little needle and then he'll play. He'll have a little injection to take the pain away for 90 minutes and he'll play and that'll be right. But the one thing, obviously, you'll have to worry about is making oh, the, the injury injury worse. Yeah, that was the one uh, that Matt put on uh, earlier. And I think that I think you, you're probably about right. So I don't expect to not see him in the mm. team, but I don't believe he's 100%. And I think I, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a little bit of a, of a check before the game starts, give him a little few sprints, a little tester. Um, to kind of see, yeah. 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 That's why I think he will play up front for me because um, on the left-hand side, he might not be able to have that burst of pace or that kind of, you know, up and down energy. So I think that's why I think you might see him play up front in the weekend um, just to kind of conserve his runs, you know, and and, and we could, you could play a different type of game rather than, being up and down, having to chase back all the time, and you know you're, you're kind of more prone to making more muscular injuries, even more worse. So that's what I think will happen. Can you I can I, mean? I jump in there, size? Like, like the reason I want to jump in is because, and Pete, I want your thoughts on it as well. Hmm. Like, would would you be worried if Rashford started as the number nine? I mean, 
when I say worried, you've got to be happy he's on the pitch. I get that. But we know, or I know, or I think that Rashford's is better coming in from the left. Left, and yeah. With, that's where we see his best form. Um, so would you be worried with him playing central? And Pete, I want to know from you, would you be worried with him playing central in, or would you be happy that he is playing central? Because I, when when you were mentioning that then, Saeed, I was thinking to myself, would that would that benefit us in the fact that our probably our strongest position, certainly from a defensive point of view, yeah, is yeah, in the middle. middle so yeah. if yeah. I well, I want your dangerous, most dangerous player in the middle next to Botman and Char. So, like, I don't know whether I'd be quite happy with that or not. Pete, I mean, Saeed first, obviously, but then Pete, you know, yeah. tell me your I think, well. um I think what it is with me, I think I would have probably had Verkos up front, but the problem is Verkos is getting a bit... Um, I think he's played a lot of minutes. I think right now, you know, we need a, a maybe a conserved... Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, he's played a lot of minutes, a lot, a lot of games where he's been chasing a lot, been pressing from the front. He started to get now, you know, a bit tired. And I think Barcelona game was kind of almost a game too much for him, you know. And that's why at the minute, Martial's out again. No shock. You know what I mean? He's out injured. So we've got nobody. And and the only way that we can find balance, as you see the second half, is that we can play Rashford up front, Anthony and then Sancho. And then we have a bit more rhythm up front. We can interchange. We can, you know, we, we can find a, a different balance and, you know, because of the way we transition, and that's probably our deadliest game at the minute. Our transition is quick. We get from from defense to attack quick as, a, as 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 anything. So I feel like that's where, you know, you know, we we could get our strongest point. But at the same time, you know, it's going to be a test either way. Verkos, Martial, you can have any striker now in top four. Haaland, listen, Sharon. And Sven Botman, mate, they're unbelievable, man. Especially Sven Botman. I mean, I think it's one of the signs of the of the season so far. So any striker in world football, sorry, in, in the Premier League, sorry, is going to struggle against you because they're so good defensively. So I think at the minute, right now, it's a case of just us kind of understanding what our kind of strengths are, and then hopefully on that day, Newcastle somehow you know squander and, and kind of you know have a lapse of concentration like they did against Nunes and Gakpo. You know, so it can happen. You know what I mean? No, I think that's a fair, fair, fair assessment um, from your perspective. Uh, I, I think Rashford playing up top. Um, I think our centre backs, Shaw and Botman, would prefer that because they can see him. He's there. He's in front of them. He knows. Yeah. He know what he's going to do. I think coming off the left or the right. Um, he's then occupied by the fullback, but then if he cuts inside, it means they've got then a second person to be worried about. Because if Weghorse is the, is the focal point, that's absolutely fine, and they'll know that. But then they've got to be worried about two players rather than one. Because I I genuinely feel, and this is my opinion, Chris, you might feel differently or the same, is that I think with Anthony and Sancho, our fullbacks can deal with them. I think they can deal with them over the course of the game, but. Um, and then it's a case of, right, the centre-backs, can you manage Rashford? The one-plus side for Rashford playing up front from a Man United perspective is that you can drift left and right. So you can't track him. Um, mm. It's harder to track. Now, he does move left to right during the game anyway, even when he plays off the left, but he's got more licence to do so. Um, and I think that's where maybe we could become unstuck. But it goes back to my point, and I talked about it on early shows in the week, when we've got the tactics board up, what I would then say is that what you'll find is Sean Botman will sit deeper. 
They'll sit deeper as a pair and go, you know what? We're not going to let you get in in behind. Try and do it in front of us. And I think if it's Rashford coming up against Shaw or Botman in front of them, I think we win the battle. And I think that will be the tactic. Um, from my perspective only, uh, I could be wrong. But um, yeah, so it, it has its pluses and negatives, but I probably would prefer him playing as a frontline striker, if I'm honest, um, for those reasons. Um, but it's a really, really good talking point. And there's points for either yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great talking point. However, look, we've got to talk about this because he's a Newcastle player. And let's face it, Chris, you'll agree, we've missed him the last few three weeks, but he's back. Bruno Gamerez, some say in the Newcastle circles, the only Bruno, the real Bruno. <laughs> in the team, we've missed him the last three games. Honestly, on the field has not been the same without him. But, you know, Saeed, from your perspective, you know, um, what does it mean for you from a Man United point of view? What are your thoughts on Bruno Gamerez? Are you worried about him in the game on uh, on Sunday? You know, just generally, uh, what, what are your thoughts on him being back? Yeah, man. Top, top player, man. I got excited, man, when he got a red card against... Who was it again? Was it... Southampton. South yeah, I got so excited, man, because I thought he was out of the Carabao Cup final and I was like, yes. And then I found out he was missing the next three games and I was like, oh, man. Because he's a top top player. He makes Newcastle tick. He's 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 he's, he's a driving force for that midfield. And no disrespect to the other players that are in there, because I think Longstaff has done well this season and whatnot. And you know, I feel like for me, he's he's coming. And you, you guys already what you got him for forty million as well? Was it forty million you got him from? When you look at today's market, yeah, yeah. When you look at today's market, it's an absolute steal. Only twenty five years old. He gets goals. He's in there. He's a creator. He's a he's a deep line playmaker. He can still, you know, get in about getting about it amongst it and, and 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 tackle and whatnot. So he's almost like, you know, everything molded into one. And that's the beauty of of, of Bruno Gramerich. So I think he's a top top player. We're gonna have to keep him quiet. Listen, if there's anybody that can keep him quiet, it's the, it's the Brazilian brothers in Casemiro and Fred who will know his game. That's what gives me confidence. I like the fact there's a lot of influx of Brazilians in this in Premier League right now. I love it because I feel like now. You can, you can, yeah. There you go. So I feel like now we can, we can understand each other's games now. And these, these two will have a. I think Fred will be the one that gets at him. Similar to yesterday, Fred was on De Jong and tried to, but De Jong, listen, unbelievable, world class midfielder, man. He's he's so press resistant that every time you get to him, he, he drops a shoulder, boom, he drives into space. Fred will try and get in amongst him, try and disrupt the rhythm, try and, you know, every time he's on the half turn, you know what I mean? Make sure you can press him and not find opportunities, man. So for me, he's a top, top player. And I think, you know, I would love him at United. I really, really would. Obviously, right now he's indispensable. And you, you know, there's no value on him. But at the same time, um, we've we've got to believe in our ability. But I think he he will give that lift to Newcastle that you, that you guys need. You know, and he, him and Joe Linton have created a little bit of a, a partnership in there, the Brazilian. It's crazy. It's a battle of the Brazilians in midfield. You know what I mean? It's mad. When you look <laughs> at it, like, it's, it's, it's Brazil versus Brazil. Yeah. You know, and for a, for a player who started for striker, I think Joe Linton's, um, you know, rise up as well has been amazing, man. So, yeah, man, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I think we're going to, we're going to, our two Brazilians, I'm confident in them. One's world class and the other one performs in the second half. By the way, I'm just going to give you a tip here. Yeah? If you, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to have any, ch- kind of joy in this game is you have to get Fred in the first half. If you don't get Fred in the first half, he will get you in the second half. This guy is like 
First half, absolutely rubbish. Can't find a pass, can't do anything. Second half, he turns into a demon. Like, he just turns into a madman. Last two games, he's had two bad starts. One goal, one assist. I'm like, bro, what, what are you doing? Like, and that's him. So if there's a game where you guys are to capitalise it, it's in the first half. Because second half, that's where Fred rises. So yeah, man, Bruno Gomeres, top, top player. But again, you know what I mean? The, the midfield balance that you've had with him and, 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 and you know, Joel Linton, that's the key for Newcastle. And, and we'll see where that midfield battle, it's going to be a key midfield battle. Because I think even, even Longstaff, you know, he needs his mention as well. You know what I mean? Because he's been a big part of that as well. So yeah, man, listen, Big, big player, man. Big, big player. You're not right. You're not wrong. And you mentioned about at the moment is indispensable. He will always be indispensable for Newcastle. We are not selling him. And look, I think all Newcastle fans are waiting very patiently for the announcement of a new contract uh, to keep him uh, at the club for a little bit longer. We got our contract update today. Miguel signs a three and a half year extension. So he's back or, or certainly secured uh, for the next few years, at the very least, but everyone's waiting for Bruno Gamares. But Chris, what are your thoughts? The battle of the Brazilians, but in particular, um, Bruno Gamares being back. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like you know, having, having Bruno back will be be such a lift. Um, and it, do you know what? I, I didn't mention this earlier in terms of Ashford, and I think it's exactly the same with Bruno, which is why I'm bringing it up now. The fact that not only does it you know, lift the performance of the team in terms of the fact, mm. uh, sorry, it not only just lift the performance of the team because you've got a better player playing in terms of Ashford and Bruno, but it also mm. lifts the performance of his their colleagues, their teammates, because they know that their best player is on the pitch. Like, if if Rashford didn't start, I, I wonder whether you'd lose, you know, a little, bit of, a little bit of confidence from the players. If Rashford makes it last minute and he's playing, it lifts everyone in the team, and that's exactly what Bruno's going to do for us. You know, when Bruno was missing and we knew he was going to be out for three games after that Southampton game, it was it was a bit demoralising and people were like, oh, we'll get by and whatever. And then after the Bournemouth game, we were all like, oh my God, can't wait till Bruno's back. So automatically, say this is lifting us for the final because we've all been waiting for Bruno to come back. And it's been even more frustrating, the fact that he's not been injured. So like the mm. fact he's not been injured and he's fit and he's ready, but he just can't play. Him. I'm, I'm glad he's back, though. I think he just adds to the occasion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that you would have found excuses, but I think, you know, it's good for the occasion that Newcastle could be in their correct form. Man United, barring one or two, could be in their correct form. So it's good for the occasion, man. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need a big occasions for other players to kind of rise up as well, you yeah. know, rather than maybe kind of taking the foot of the gas and then maybe thinking, right, we're going to underestimate, I don't know, someone else in that midfield. So I feel like for me, you know, it's good the fact that we, you know, Bruno Gramsci is back and he can give you guys a lift. And obviously not big of a lift, so you win it, but just kind of, you know, it adds to the spectacle, doesn't it? It adds to the yeah, spectacle. It does, mate. It does. It does. It does. It's going to be it's going to be a top, top game, uh, that's for sure. And look, I'm loving that. I don't know if you guys see it in the chat, but the, the, there's... It's going the, off, isn't it? There are, <laughs> there up, are representatives of Saiyan TV tonight because they are coming right. in. Uh, uh, look, on... on, on Chatters for Newcastle, uh, they are absolutely top, top.
top stuff. They they wouldn't always hold their ground with all things Newcastle United. So uh, I'm watching the, the the conversations commence as we're having a really good chat ourselves. But look, um, as you mentioned, it is the battle of the midfielders, and it's um it, it's going to be an it's going to be an interesting one. Like they they're, they're not just battling for Man U and Newcastle; they're battling for Brazil because at the moment Joe Linton's on the verge of a Brazilian call up, and you know he's looking to kind of upset the the midfield ranks there as it is so it's going to be a really really good chat um uh, and good observation in, in general but what i want to do uh, just really really quickly just while we've got the opportunity um is to look at the game actually um because we've talked about it a little bit hopefully you guys can see it on there and um I, I've, I've put the team up uh just based on what we think might be the starting lineup and what we've thought this week but equally um what you thought the team would be. And you've mentioned it before, Saito. You said yeah. Rashford is the main guy up top. Uh, you know, potentially Sancho on the left, Anthony on the right, maybe there. That might be changed around. You probably know better than me. Um, mm -hmm. I've just gone with the lineup and the formation like this with Bruno Fernandes further forward, Casemiro and Fred. And then you've gone Dallo, um, Diego Dallo instead of yeah. um, Juan Basaka. Um, Varane, Martinez, Shaw, De Gea in goal. And for Newcastle, we've obviously got Karius in gold. The back four is the back four. It's been that pretty much all season. Bruno is back. Joe Linton, Longstaff. And then we've gone with ASM, Almiron, and then Wilson up front instead of Isaac. Um, look, from your perspective, looking at that, Saeed, you know, obviously looking at both of those teams, where do you think equally, where do you think you can win the game? But equally, where do you think, and you've talked about Fred in the first half potentially, where do you think we can exploit you from your team's perspective? Mm. Um, I'm thinking for me, um, as much as Dan Byrne has been absolutely outstanding this season, I think if Anthony can get on his game and, and, and can, can use his directness and his pacing behind, that could cause a problem. I remember Saka having a few, um, you know, situations over there on the left hand side. I know you doubled up on him and whatnot, but I think um that was a situation where, you know, Dan Byrne kind of struggled a little bit. But and then also Jadis Sancho on Trippier. I mean, one thing with Trippier is that he's very, very good defensively. But if Sancho can drag him out wide and, and, and get into the center and, and and stretch the defense so then you guys are not compact. And also the, the, the links with England, because obviously they play together. You know, I'm looking at that situation there, that battle there. So I'm looking at the both wingers, they can get in in behind the two fullbacks. And for me, it's a midfield as well. Massive, massive midfield battle there. You know, you've got Casemiro, Fred, Bruno Fernandes against Joe Linton and Longstaff and, and, and Bruno Gomerish. The two Brazilians, like I said, we've got obviously a, a world-class Brazilian in Casemiro, you know, and, and obviously Fred, can they get their energy in that midfield? Can they double up sometimes on Bruno Gomeres. I know Joe Linton likes to go forward, but can we win that midfield battle? That's where, for me, the game's won and lost as well. I think that midfield battle will be key. Um, and Bruno Fernandes kind of dragging out. Because what will happen is they won't always be... Bruno Fernandes might go on the right-hand side. He might go drift into the 10. Then you might see an uh, Anthony drift into the to the 10 role. They, they like, the front four like to drift in and out. So that... Like yeah. yeah, so that hopefully might create a kind of... Um, you know, destabilize your defense and, and maybe Bruno might get, you know, dragged into there. So that's going to be interesting as well. For you guys, I ain't going to lie to you. I went I went Newcastle a couple of years ago and Alex Maximum absolutely destroyed Dallo. 
um, on that left-hand side. Yeah. I think Dalo is very, very good. And you know what? He's improved 1v1 this season. But what, what I would say is that Alexander Maximum causes problems. So I think that's where I'm kind of like very, very worried about in terms of if he gets isolated and Anthony doesn't trap back enough, which he does normally, that could be a situation where you guys can get involved. Almiron, who's having an unbelievable season. Yeah. I'm not kind of, honestly, it, can't, it sounds crazy, but I'm not too worried because Shaw has been absolutely outstanding this season and has been capable of, of getting in behind. But if Almiron gets into them central areas and, and, and drags Shaw into, into you know, and, and kind of also similar to what your defence is, then again, that could destabilise our back line and, and, and whatnot. Um, but again, midfield as well. If Fred, again, the first half has a shocker, you guys can can overrun that midfield. So, you know what? It's a very tight game. There's, there's, there's not a lot to kind of call. And you know what? It's going to be how, you know, how teams cope. You know, we're both nervous. We've not been Wembley in how many years? You guys, when's the last time you went to Wembley? Is it 99, is it? 99 against Man U, yeah. yeah. There you go. So, can you cope with a big game pressure? So, again, you know, you might be playing unbelievable at Newcastle, but then all of a sudden that kind of, that fear at playing at Wembley with a big crowd, it could be a bit overwhelming. So, you know, who 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 holds their kind of nerve? You know, we've got a lot of winners in here. Martinez, World Cup final, World Cup and uh, World Cup winner. You know, Casemiro been there, Champions Leagues. And I know it's not for my United, but we've got experience in there. Varane, you know, um, you know, Rashford's played at Wembley a couple of times. Sancho has, I know Trippi has as well. So, yeah. you know, again, kind of that common theme of, you know, been there, done it. Can these players, you know, the likes of Dan Byrne, first opportunity. You know, so can they rise up to the occasion as well? So that's another key psychological battle as well for the for the players. So it's going to be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Great points from Saeed, um, Chris. Uh, from your perspective, from uh, and also from what Saeed said, that w w it's the other way around. You know, where do you think we can hurt uh, Man United? Do you agree with um, Saeed's assessment with ASM and, and Dallo? Um, but equally, where do you think maybe our weak spot might be in the team, if you know, on the day? It's it's funny, isn't it? Like I look at that left hand side. I mean, our left hand side, and it you feel like the game can be won and the game can be lost because I, I take Saeed's point. Like Burns been brilliant this season, um, but when he comes up, we've seen it ourselves, haven't we, Pete? As soon as Burn, as soon as a player gets a yard on Burn, it's over. It's done. And that's the concern. And Anthony is incredibly tricky, as is Sancho, if they swap around. So that is a big concern, and it always is. As brilliant as Dan Burns been, and I wouldn't drop him, I wouldn't replace him um, for this game. But it is always a concern when he comes up against a tricky winger. He did really well against Saka. He's proved he can he can do it, but there's always that element of risk, isn't there? And then, you know, Saeed rightly points out in, in the reverse fixture when um, we last played Man United, you know, ASM had a lot of joy against Dallow. Um, and I, I think you mentioned this, Pete, didn't you, a while back? I don't, I don't know when it was, but you were saying that for you, you, you would prefer Dallow to play over Wampazaka because yep. defensively Wampazaka is stronger. Um, so you know, hopefully, hopefully we do see Dallow. Uh, based on what Saeed said, uh, which is, you know, jogs my memory. And also, you know, the fact that, you know, you're saying Wampasaka defensively is, is pretty good. And, I you know, I tend to agree. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think the left-hand side is going to play a major part. Obviously, the middle of the park with the Brazilians, where it's just dominated by Brazilians and then Sean Longstaff. Um, <laughs> so mm -hmm. that, that, should be, that should be good. Um, 
I said, like Saeed said, it's just going to be a fascinating game, isn't it? You just look at the team, and you know what? I wish we had more time. And next time we get Saeed back on, we'll have to do a combined 11 because it, it, yeah. that is mouth-watering, isn't yeah. it? Because you look at the team and you just think, oh, we could probably do a show purely on the, on the combined 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be close because, you know, like yeah. I said, you guys deserve to... To, to, to kind of get your, your names in there. The centre-back options as well, you know, it's intriguing, but our two centre-backs have been amazing. Like, I've told Saliba and uh, Gabriel to come outside and, and have a talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we, we want to talk. And then again, you know, Botman, we were linked with him, I think, a couple of years ago when he was at Lille. Um, and he was, and I don't know how we didn't get him, but he's been an absolute monster. You know, this season. I mean, how much did you get in for, by the way? 32 million. See, again, that's another bargain when you look at today's market. You he's know, worth more that now. In my in my opinion, he's worth he's worth more than double 32 million. Like he's worth, what's that 64 million? He's he's worth he's worth that. And you know what? In my opinion, I still wouldn't even sell him at that. Like I do he's the guy that we we, we talked about in the summer, Chris, didn't we? That if we got Sven Bottom, we are pinning our future of our development on someone like him because he's a guy that can be a centre-back for the next 10 years. I fully expect him, now they've got a new manager at the helm for the Dutch national squad, now Van Gaal's left, I fully expect him to be partnering on a regular basis with Van Dijk. Uh, I, I fully expect them to be the partnership moving forward and he will only get better for that, for having that international like, um, exposure. And the guy is what just turned 23 years old. It's mad. The mad, guy yeah. is unbelievable. And you're not the only ones that looked at him. The likes of Liverpool, the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham, just in the Premier League alone, other clubs looked at him. Clearly, AC Milan were trying to get him as well. And, um, you know, we, yeah, we did January. In the January, um, you know, what, 2021 into 2022, we did our groundwork and we we showed uh, the endeavour to, to push through the deal. So he, he's been brilliant. And look, Shaw and Botman have been the best centre-back pairing in terms of clean sheets and all the rest of it this season, like yeah. they have been. But, you know, although Varane Martinez had a rocky start, they have come to become a very, very good partnership. Um, and so, again, like you've said, it'd be a really good battle. But Chris, you made a great point. We'll definitely do that again with looking at how that um, projected, uh, you know, combined 11 would work. Because let's face it, if we did that again, maybe in the summer or beginning of the next season, it could be all change again because we're going to invest. Mm. Better than going to invest. There's no doubt about it. And it kind of like, it kind of leads me on to the next question, really, because I think we'll get a few questions from the chat. We've had over 180 to 200 uh, uh, points uh, the, tonight watching the show. So big up for everyone um, uh, watching the show and, and and taking everything in and, and all the Man United fans that have come over and, and, and watched the show. Of course, whilst you're there, make sure that you um, subscribe and, and, and like to the show, um, show your support for the channel. Um, we really, really do um, appreciate it. Uh, um, but a quick question, actually, which leads in about the investment. We can't not talk about the potential takeover of Man United. So, you know, we've had our takeover and we had our scrutiny around Saudi Arabia PIF coming in and taking over. Uh, what are your thoughts around this, uh, you know, just in general? What what do you think? Do you think it's going to happen? Um, yeah. If it's the Qataris, uh, what are your thoughts in and around that? 
Yeah, listen, it's it's a roller coaster. I can't lie to you. It's uh, <laughs> one minute it's 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 going on, and then next you know the media reporting about you know they they possibly looking to stay and get investors. So it's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of weird to get excited about it because it's like it's so up and down and conflicting reports. But I I do believe hand in heart that they are looking to sell and they're looking for obviously appropriate buyers. I mean the Qataris are coming forward. The uh, Jim Ratcliffe has come forward. Who's actually um, you know, a United fan and, you know, lives around the Manchester area. But the Qataris are the one that are the unanimous favourites. You know, most United fans want the Qataris because evidently it changes lives, doesn't it? You know what I mean, like, you guys could know that, you know. Listen, you know, as a fan, we understand the, the situation with, with human rights and whatnot. I'm, we're not going to kid ourselves and say we, we don't know that. But as a, as, a, as a situation, when I look at owners... You know, there aren't many morally, you know, correct owners out there in the world and, and billionaires. So as a fan, we've got to look at it in totality, but also we've got to understand that, you know, it is going to happen and they are going to come in and make this bid. Um, and I think for the club, it's exciting. We can get, new, hopefully, a revamp in the stadium. No more roof leaking, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> you know, a training ground facility. And as a fan, you kind of think that these kind of things are given. But when you have an owner, like Mike Ashley was, who just kind of abandoned the football club and kind of neglected it, you then need to, you know, understand that this is a fresh start. It's a fresh change, you know, and, and the club need it. You know, we do make money. We do have a, a, a kind of an income that comes in year in, year out. But at the same time, it's everything else has been on there to kind of make the club more successful, you know? So I hope that they, you know, this kind of goes through. I think it will. It's just a case of now people are driving up the bids. They want more money. They want up to 7 billion, which would be a sports kind of record to buy a sports franchise, you know, to, to, to get my United now 7 billion. That's what they want to drive it up to, which is absolutely crazy. Considering they bought the club for 700 million, it's, it's absolutely mad. Like they're getting 10 times that. So, it's it's absolutely crazy, but at the same time we've got to, we've got to be patient. It won't be anytime soon. Hopefully before the summer, because then we can get excited and 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 dare dream again. But yeah, listen, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a long process. But at the same time, what you see with you guys, it was ups and downs with you guys, wasn't it? One minute it's happening, one minute it's not. One minute Premier League are trying to get involved. We we know that's gonna happen, and it's one of them where you know we have to we have to wait. You know, so yeah, I'm excited, man. It feels like it's on the right season as well when Ten Hag is doing so much for the team. Now all of a sudden it makes sense that the Glazers now say, right, we can't we can't invest in the team, so we're looking to sell now. And now the Qataris are very, very hot on my United's heels. They want this club, they want it to do it quickly, they're confident it's gonna happen. So we're just we're just we're just waiting right now. It's a waiting game, isn't it? It's a waiting game, literally. We know that more than anyone. And, uh, you know, Chris knows that. Michael Palmer put it in the chat very, very similar. We we, we we hear those frustrations because we went for exactly the same. We went 11, 12 years praying for an owner to come in and, and, and take the club over. We then got our wish um, just as COVID hit, but it then took us an eight, another 18 months to get that to fruition. And and some thought it might even, we all thought we might even take longer than that. But, you know, we, we, we finally got it through. And, and you will, you, you'll get the scrutiny. Maybe, and I'll be honest with you, maybe not as much as Newcastle United, um, because yeah. there are national journalists out there that do protect, not just Man United, but the big six, 
more so than than, than the rest yeah. of the team. So we got a hell of a lot more scrutiny on the back of that. There were national journalists that we all know uh, from a Newcastle perspective that that do like to poke and point and 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 point the finger at us um, with anything PIF or or, or Saudi Arabia. So um, you know you will get that to a point. Um, there's no doubt about it if, if that is the case. But look, it's one of those things where um, you know it. it you 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 will get your, your takeover at some point. It just depends on how long it takes to get that that done. But it's going to be interesting because you know it could well see us meeting on a regular basis. You know if we're both projecting our, our, our club and we're taking it in the right direction, this may not be the last final that we see with with Newcastle and Man United. Um, you know fighting it yeah, out exactly. It brings us back to the nineties all over again, which I'm, which I'm all here for. Just, just as long as we we get off our, our, our fair share of trophies on the board. Uh, we didn't quite do it in in, in the nineties, but hopefully we, we can get that sorted. But look, as we build um, towards predictions and and getting towards kind of our our, our points in which we start nailing our colours to the mass with regards to where we think it's going to be on Sunday. Um, the only way we, we, we get into that is, is looking at some stats. Lads. He appears. Good evening, Keith Double O Stato. Welcome to uh, Lone Magawiggies. Again, it's the cup final. Um, you know, Said TV, Said's in the house. What have you got for us uh, with regards to Newcastle and um, Man United stats? Well, lads, I just want to say it's, it's been a generation or two since Newcastle have been in a final, domestic cup final. I want to party like it's 1999. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. Um, I've got loads of exactly <laughs> too good. I've got loads of stats here. Um, I've got some Wembley focused stats for both teams as well. I've got some stats on um player focus as well, some head to head stats between Newcastle and Man United. But in the League Cup this time, in domestic cup, we've covered off the head to heads already in the league, so this time it'll be a League Cup focus and I've got some Bruno stats for both Fernandez and for Gamares, and some manager stats, and then some general stats to round off. So Wembley focus here. Um, Man United's record at Wembley, 49 finals matches, 47 finals, including two replays, uh, 27 wins, four draws, and 18 defeats, including four wins and four defeats in League Cup finals. Um, the record, including FA Cup semi-finals, Champions League finals, and games against Tottenham when they played at Wembley, um, Man United's overall record, 55 games, 30 wins, 4 draws and 21 defeats. So over 50% of games they've played at Wembley, they've won. Newcastle's record at Wembley, 9 finals, um, 5 wins, 
and four defeats in in finals, um, and including the records in semi-finals and charity shield games and games against Tottenham when they played at Wembley. 13 games, Newcastle have played five wins and eight defeats. Um, and unfortunately, we know a bit here about the Wembley jinx for Newcastle. Eventually, that jinx has to be broken. Eight defeats in a row in all games at Wembley since 1974, um, when Liverpool won the uh, FA Cup with Keegan playing for them back in the 70s. Mm. Man United's record at Wembley since 1999-2000, which was the last time Newcastle got to Wembley in a domestic cup final. 25 games in total Man United have played at Wembley. 17 wins and 8 defeats. So that includes 2 FA Cup wins, 4 League Cup final wins, and 11 Community Shield wins um, in the last time that Newcastle actually got to a final. Head-to-head cup record here. Uh, between Newcastle and Man United. Um, six times they've played in domestic cups, one win and five defeats uh, for Newcastle. And Newcastle's last win came in the League Cup against Man United back in 94-95 season when they won 2-0 at St. James's with goals from Philip Albert and Paul Kitson and a young Gary Neville, Nicky Butt and David Beckham were all playing for Man United that season in that game. So it was like an early... Fergie's fledglings before they won the league the following year with uh, the young players. Eddie Howe, moving on to managers, he's undefeated in games. He's managed as Newcastle manager against Man United. Managed two and he's drawn two. No defeats in that record so far. Eric Ten Hag, I wanted to talk a little bit about Eric Ten Hag in the build-up. I was reading a little bit here that Eric Ten Hag's described um, Newcastle as an annoying team. Now I'll just clarify. I'll clarify that a little bit because what he's said is he's he tries to annoy teams, and they're quite successful. The Newcastle are being successful at annoying teams with how they're playing, and a couple of stats to back that up. Newcastle's Premier League games this season, the ball's been in play for an average of fifty-one minutes and forty-seven seconds per game, and only Leeds have uh, with fifty-one minutes and five seconds having a lower average time per game. So there's a clear approach there with Newcastle's style of approach. Um, And Newcastle also have the second highest amount of time added on per game in the Premier League with only Chelsea higher number. So Newcastle have been averaging about nine minutes and four seconds of added on time. Uh, So the two linking slightly there with those both those stats. Moving on to players, Marcus Rashford. Um, he scored 16 goals in his last 18 games. Wow. And as Man United's highest goal scorer this season, this term with 24 goals, and he's also got eight assists in 37 games. So he's having a remarkable um, season. And as a neutral here, as an, and as an England fan, I'm pleased to say that for Marcus Rashford. Um, in matches that against Newcastle United as well, Marcus Rashford scored four goals and has five assists in nine games against Newcastle United. A bit about Bruno, Bruno Fernandes, that is. Um, his assist for Fred's opener against Barcelona last night, that's taken him up to 25 goal involvements, 12 goals and 13 assists in a European competition for Man United. And since he joined Man United, only Lewandowski, Robert Lewandowski, Kylian Mbappe 
Karim Benzema and Mohamed Salah have registered more goal involvement. So remarkable stats there for Bruno Fernandes. Keith, back on you're not helping us out, man. You're not helping us out here. I'm going to pull it back. So he's got a big smile on his face. He's buzzing. Give, give me a chance. On. Give me a chance here. I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to pull it back. <laughs> Last Saturday's game against Liverpool was the first Premier League game that Newcastle had lost in 21 league games that Sven Botman has played this season, which clearly highlights the importance and the influence and the improvements that Sven Botman's brought to Newcastle United defensively. The return of Bruno Guimaraes for uh, Newcastle. Newcastle are unbeaten when um, Bruno Guimaraes has started in the starting lineup this season. Newcastle have registered over 2.17 points per game when Bruno has played in the league. That number drops to 0.8 points per game when he's missing. So the games when he didn't start against Wolves, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth and two games against Liverpool, Bruno didn't play. And we all know what happened there. There were a couple of draws and the two defeats against Liverpool. Um, Moving on to goalkeepers, David De Gea. He's second only to Nick Pope for most clean sheets in the Premier League this season with 12, uh, sorry, with 10 clean sheets in 24. Um, and David Hayes, uh record in games against Newcastle. He's got four, four clean sheets and 19, and he's won 11, and he's lost three of these games. Whereas um, Lorius Carius, his record in games against Man United, one clean sheet in two games. He's drawn one, and he's lost one of those two games. Um, a few general stats to round off. Anthony's match winner was the 19th goal Man United have scored via substitute this season, and that's the most of any side in Europe, the major leads this season. So, an outstanding stat there, which shows Man United's strength and depth this season. Mm. Rounding off with a general fact stat here um, Newcastle are the first Northeast um, club to get to a domestic final since Sunderland lost 3-1 to Manchester City in 2014 in the League Cup final. Middlesbrough were the last Northeast club to win a domestic um, cup final when they beat Bolton 2-1 in the 2003 League Cup final in Cardiff when Steve um, McLaren was manager. And the Northeast's only success in a domestic cup final was that game in 50 years. So that's over 100 games, really. Um, so that there is the last general stat I wanted to round off there, and that's your stats. Class as always, Keith. Thank you very Top much. Man, honestly, it always takes you, it takes his time to go through not just for Newcastle stats, but obviously for the opposition that we're that we're up against. Um, so uh, as always, huge respect for that, Keith. Um, some great stats there, some not so good ones, um, and and ones that we need to change the history books with regards to that. But I can tell that Saeed was was happy with the number. Yeah, I was enjoying that, man. I yeah. wanted to go in. <laughs> yeah. and you're not the only one. There's a few in the chat. I know Matt in the chat was was sitting back living life when when he was talking about some of the Man United stats. Um, that's for sure. But look, um, 
stats are there to be broken uh, from a Newcastle perspective. We are a different club now, so hopefully we can start with that on Sunday, that's for sure. But look, um, let's let's see how it all plays out. Uh, and before I get to predictions, I know there's been a few questions. Are you okay to answer a few before we... Yeah, yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah, predict, yeah, get the get predictions up. up. Just before that, I do want to say massive thanks to um, Shane, who's become a member tonight. Um, uh, massive thanks to you joining the Lodi family and becoming a member. If you've not, if you've not um, at this point, uh, you know, liked or subscribed to the channel, just click that button. It only takes a second, but it means a lot to us as a channel as well. And and, and of course, if you've not um, liked or subscribed to Saiy TV, and we'll give you um, a chance to plug at the end, get on that. Um, 60 plus thousand sub, uh, subscribers uh, and rising. Great channel. Um, always like to watch that um, uh, for, for various different opinions as well. Um, Chris, I know there's a number, a number of um, questions on there. I don't know if you want to fire a few um, at Saeed. Oh, he's on mute. He's on mute. He's done oh, it again. done it again. Sorry, guys. I've got to ask this one because I love it and I've been singing it ever since I've seen it. Um, and I want to know if it's true. United for Life has said Fred. Fred will tell you apart. Again. Yeah, is that? Yeah, that's a song for Fred. Oh, you mate. know what I mean? It's crazy, <laughs> but like you know, he's getting the goals, he's getting the assist. I mean, I, I think it's his record goal scoring season. Um, I know, I know, Keith, you probably know the stats more than me, but his record goal scoring season this season. I mean, he's been in sensational kind of um, goal scoring form. He's added to the team more. He's playing high up the pitch. So, yeah, man, Fred, Fred will tear you apart. Five, and, five at Old Trafford, isn't it? Five at Old Trafford this Five at Old Trafford, Fred, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so a couple of assists as well in there. So, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's doing well. I can't lie to you. He's doing well. Doing well. For that, was Ryan well. Giggs's, that was Ryan Giggs's old song, the old Joy Division song on yeah, the exactly. Saracens, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, it's we've kind of remixed it a little bit, you know, for Fred. Big boots like to fill. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big, big boots, man. You know, that <laughs> that that he has to do well if he's going to gonna sing that song, he has to do well. <laughs> um, Craig Lee asked you, Saeed, uh, are you lot buying rice? I'm not. I'm, I'm, you know what, to be fair, I'm a big fan of rice, you know. I think there's a lot of kind of like, you know, because he was like touted as being 150 million, a lot of people were like, well, is he worth it? This and that. But I think he's a decent player. Um, uh, but at this minute, I'm not going to lie to you, I think we need, because we've, we've got Casemiro in there, I think we need a different type of midfielder. We need more of a dictator, more of a, a guy like De Jong yesterday that can that is press-resistant, box-to-box, that can, you know, just take us up the pitch, you know, and, and give us that kind of different dynamic. I think Rice is good, but I think right now we're not looking for that sort of midfielder. You know, maybe maybe Newcastle might be, might be in for him, you know. If you, could, I think you guys would need him. Imagine him in that midfield with uh, Gomerish. Be amazing. It, it would be good. He was very good at St James's Park the other week yeah, for West Ham. There you uh, go. Really dictated the play, and um, yeah, you could see them playing together. But it's whether we'd fork out that money. We've had a, we've had a number of chats in the last week or so about whether that would yeah. be a possibility. So let's wait and see. Fingers crossed, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, true story. Who I believe is a fellow Red. Uh, Said, true story says Newcastle will try to play for penalties and take the flip of a coin. What I want to mm. ask you, I suppose, on the back of that is, would you be happy with penalties, or do you want to do you want to win the ninety minutes or the extra time? Yeah. Do you not want penalties. 
Nah, I think the the, jo- the enjoyment's great and when you win it, but it's it's hard to kill it before that, isn't it? Like I think I've been to, I've been through too much this this couple of couple of weeks and whatnot. I think for you guys it'll be amazing to kind of win it on penalties, but for me, win it in extra time, win it in normal time. Because then it's 50-50, then it's out of your hands. Then it's kind of a case of one 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 kick, really. And and that's yeah. all it is. And David De Gea isn't great at penalties. That's one thing you guys might want to get. He's not great at penalties. I don't I think he's got a couple of saves. I think he's probably got two saves, maybe, as, yeah. a, as a United. I, I remember as well, wasn't it the last final United got to, the Europa League final, where it went to yeah. penalties and it was something crazy, like it was like 13-12 or 10-12-11 or something. It's saved a penalty, yeah. It's saved yeah. one. Yeah. It's saved one. So yeah. that's, that's where we don't want to get to. So for me, yeah, man, no penalties, no penalties. No penalties. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Matt G, who I also believe is another lad, he asks you, Saeed, who, who's got the most pressure? He thinks it's on NUFC, and uh, that's all they were talking about all week, whereas United have been focused on other things. Man United, that is. Uh, best <laughs> play best. What, what, would you, what would you say to that, Saeed? Do you think all the pressure's on uh, Man United, or do you think it's on Newcastle United? Mm, it's a good question, this or you know. I, I, as much as I want to be respectful to Newcastle, I still think it's pressures on my United to win. I think if you guys don't win it, it's still a good story. You know what I mean? You've come to a final. It's the start of a new project. Still, as much as you want to win it, it's not going to be the all MB because you guys are still improving. You'll be hopefully in the Champions League next year. Whereas for us, we kind of lose this. Does it kind of shift momentum? Does the kind of season kind of fizzle out? You know what I mean? You don't know what happens after a final when you lose it. So, I think this is key for us to kind of like, right, Ten Hag era, it starts here. So, yeah, I think I think probably say probably most pressure United because they're probably the better team in terms of, you know, depth, the quality, the names are in there. But like I said, you know, Newcastle have still got the mentality that they want to win. You know, they're not here to just to take part. They're here to take over. So, you know. Yeah. I've got two more questions for you, Saeed. Um, the first of those two is for Michael Pomar. And he says, for him, the key to this game is about who scores first. If it's us, we've got a chance. But if they get the noses in front, we'll have to press too much and they could pick us off on the counter. Is that how you see it, Saeed? Do you, are you, do you think if you go 1-0 up, you'll think, yeah, this is ours now? Or similarly, if Newcastle go 1-0 up, will you think oh, we're in a bit of trouble here? Or would, do you think that would spare you on? I think it would spare us on either way. I think, I think going 1-0 up... I think um, it's always a dangerous scoreline. But even at Wembley, like 2-0 is a dangerous scoreline because, like I said, it, it's such a, a one-off. It's a final. Anything can happen. Crowd momentum. I genuinely think, for me, it's going to be a tight game. But, you know, we've seen it with my United. When they go 1-0 down, yesterday, Barcelona, so many games where we've just risen up and we've kind of had this belief now, this self-belief that, you know what, we're not going to be stopped and... My United just keep going on. So I think either way, it's going to be an intriguing game. So I, I don't think it bears anything to the, to the overall score. I think United, either way, have got that mentality that they're professional when they need to be. But they also got that grit and determination when, when they're yeah. 1 0 down. Yeah. And then the last question I'm going to ask you live because we've got someone here to ask the question. We have. Brilliant. Here he Yay! is. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Saeed. Welcome. Here Welcome to Lourdes. Yeah, I'll, You're right, I'll, I'll ask your question, mate. Yeah, that, that, that question's for you guys. My question for Saeed is, we've got black and white scarves and we're going to be bringing a lot of them to Wembley. Where, I see you've a red one there. Where's your green and green and yellow scarf? 
You know what? I have actually got it, you know. It's somewhere. <laughs> but it's not on me at the minute, but it is somewhere. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it. And like I said, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll bring it in full voices. But yeah, no, nah, listen. Newcastle. They'll, they'll, you know what? I feel like there'll be more Newcastle fans than my United fans at the weekend. And we, we've got this funny story that we've got a lot of London United fans. But I feel like because it's Newcastle's first final, in so many years, I think you guys will just take over. Similar to the way, I know you guys don't want to hear it, but Sunderland, I don't know when when, you hit, when they came to Wembley a couple of years ago, they took over Trafalgar Square. So, yeah, man, listen, it's going to be a good one, man. And I think, I'm glad it's Newcastle because I feel like the atmosphere will be massive and, you know, it's going to be a good final, man. It'll be a good final. Sure will. Sure will. But my, my question here, and this is this is like t- taking a cross and, and getting on the end of it and finishing yourself by, by, by laying up the, que- the question as well. But, how would you all feel about it? to quote Keith Downey and the Magpie Channel uh, today uh, talking to Matty? He said he he reckons that if Willock doesn't play, it won't be ASM. It'll be Jacob Murphy. How would you all feel about Jacob Murphy starting uh, on Sunday? Well, you know what it is. I don't know. I think for me, I'd be more more confident because I think you know the, the other player you mentioned. You know, it's probably a better player, but at the same time, I think with 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 Newcastle, it's not a particular player. You guys are function as a team. That's the way I'm looking at. I'm not really looking at particular players. You guys as a team have just to be the success story of Newcastle. You guys have been defending as a team, attacking as a team. You 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 kind of unity and camaraderie. You've you've built it as a team. So when one goes in, the other one's still shelling. I've not seen a kind of a. A, a difference in a drop-off in quality. When the players come in, like Jacob Murphy says, the, the standards are still high. You still play the same way. So, yeah, listen, anybody, I think on that day, I think I'm worried because it's still a, a, a positive and, and kind of like, you know, confident Newcastle at the minute, you know? I think you're going to be just, more, more positive than us there, uh, Saeed. Yeah. Like Saeed, I just want to jump in there and say how, how very polite you are because <laughs> when when he asked you that question, I thought Saeed's going to go, I'm buzzing if Jacob Murphy starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do not want Jacob Murphy to start. Like, if Jacob Murphy yeah. starts, Pete, I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. um, what about you, Keith? I just, if it ain't ASM, then I want to see somebody like Isaac in the team. I've I've mentioned it on previous shows. Yeah. I think there might be an, a degree of unknown quality. Like that could be like a secret weapon almost to Newcastle because he's came on as a sub a little bit. I've seen a little bit of end product in uh, Isaac more so than ASM in recent weeks. Um, in the semi final with the um, in the first leg with the goal that was set up and the win against Fulham. If he's on that Wembley pitch and he gets a good run out, if it goes even extra time, then he could exploit some areas at Wembley if he plays well and it goes Newcastle's way. So I'd rather see somebody who's got proven end product in if it ain't going to be ASM. And at the minute, in recent weeks, I'd, I, again, I'd, I'd favour more Isaac over um, ASM in any way in that position. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's a very fair fair point to make. Um, yeah, I, I I can't see it. I, if I was if I was saying here in that question about Jacob Murphy, I'd be I'd be rubbing my hands again. Thinking <laughs> it's like it's like for example, Uz being buzzing that Marcus Rashford's not playing, and then you bring on somebody else like I don't know who uh, as an alternative, like Alanga. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chris, you're absolutely spot on. If Alanga's starting instead of Rashford, you're going. Oh, Maguire. Bring, oh, Maguire. Yeah, oh, Maguire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if, 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 and look, there'll be a lot of Newcastle fans in the chat that'll be hoping for a little twinge from from Varane or, or Martinez in the in the um you know in the warm up on Sunday. And, and if that happens, we're going. You know, come and bring the trophy home. You know, it's one of them. But you know, I, I think I think Keith Downey. Look, we love him. He's a friend of the channel. He's been on before. Keith Downey, Sky Sports. But he must have been on the source when he said that because uh, I I don't believe Jacob Murphy's. He was serious. Going to going to be starting. Um, that's for sure. It'll either be ASM or like you said, Keith Isaac, uh, because Isaac makes similar runs to Marcus Rashford in that left-hand side position. Yeah. He's got the intelligence to do that, so it wouldn't be um, a bad shout. But look, thank you for all your questions you put in. Uh, apologies if we didn't get all get through to all of them. Um, look, there'll be many an opportunity uh, down the line. We'll, we'll get signed on again, no doubt, uh, to, to talk more things Man United and Newcastle. So um, we end with, I say we end with, we're not ending just yet, but this part of the show um, with, with Saeed joining us, we're, we're going to end with predictions, but we do have the members draw that we're going to do after this. So all of you members, everyone in the chat, stay tuned because you could be a winner. Um, but we're going to go with predictions. So um, let's go around. Let's go around the houses. Chris, the big final, the cup final Sunday. What is your prediction? What score do you think it will be uh, come what? Seven o'clock. I've toyed with this, but my gut feeling saying 2 0 Newcastle. So I'm going to stick with 2 0 Newcastle. Couldn't tell you who's going to score first because we discussed that the other day and it could be anyone, but I'm going to say 2 0 Newcastle. Ooh, okay, 2 0. Not even a Man United goal. Wow. Um, well, fair play. Daz, what's your score well, prediction? Uh, now, is, is this the real score prediction or is... an edited version from pre? No, from yeah, Man okay. So, so during, during the week, during the week I, I said Man United will, will win it, but just narrowly. Uh, after all the positivity, I've been swayed, slashed, brainwashed. Uh, so I still think it's going to be so, so close. Uh, I can see either a goal in in uh, extra time or a penalty shootout. I'm I'm, I'm glad that Saeed said Duguay is is useless at, at saving penalty. So that's that a bit more positivity. I'm going one nil Newcastle or a penalty shootout Newcastle win. So I'm changing. One nil or Newcastle penalty. Interesting. Um, right. Keith, I'll come to you and then we'll come to Saeed last. Uh, what are your... Now, Keith, Saeed, you won't know this, but Keith is normally... He sits right on the fence. He doesn't deviate from the fence. <laughs> so are we, are, we, are we sticking on the fence, Keith? Or are we, are we going to go for a prediction either way? What, what are you going for? I'm going to come out with two scenarios. You'll be pleased to hear. Uh, so, <laughs> two sides of the fence. Yeah, the heart obviously wants Newcastle to win, right? That's that's natural. I want Newcastle to win. I want them to end this jinx, and I know it has to end sometime, theoretically. And you know, you can't keep losing at Wembley forever, or not getting a result at Wembley forever. And I think Newcastle's best chance would be to continue some of those tactics deployed in what Eric Ten Hag called, you know, hate, you know, not happy about Newcastle playing this way, about you know, not having the ball and playing all of that, spoiling almost a little bit here. And I think. The best chance would be if United are tired from their exerts in Europe in the last few weeks with their fixtures, 
and will be taking extra time and penalties. I just think that Newcastle, for instance, they've sort of grinded to a halt offensively since certainly after the World Cup restart, you know, three goals in seven games. Um, whereas Man United and seven in the same sort of spell in, in the league have got 14 goals in seven games. Rashford, seven. Fernandez three. Sancho, two. Martinez, one. Garnacho, one. I just think there's more goals in the United team. And I'm I'm not... I think Carrius might do well, but I think at some point I'd expect United to come through on that. And I, so, I'm sort of thinking with Chris's maybe earlier prediction earlier in the week or so with maybe a, a, a narrow win for Man United. What I want from this... If Man United win this, I want this to be a good foundation for United Newcastle in the years ahead. I want Newcastle to build on this and for this not to be a high watermark. I want Newcastle to get more finals and this to be a good learning experience. And I want them to um I want them to apply themselves and have a better final shown than they had in the previous finals in the nineties. So for that reason, I'm gonna go for a narrow um new uh, Man United win. Maybe one nil. I'm hoping, but it could easily be a penalties win as well. I think that's Newcastle's best chance to win on penalties, and I think that's maybe what they end up playing for to try and keep Man United out. So that's my prediction: a narrow Man United win. Um, Chris, I'm going to stay off for you for a second because what Go I know is, is, is gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't we don't want any more because he's I am gone. I am the ultimate heel, aren't I? I am you, the you really are in wrestling terms, big wrestling fan. You are you are the Roman Reigns of of, of away days. That is for sure. Um, look, Saeed, we'll come to you as the Man United fan. Um, yep. Before I give my prediction, what are you going for? Are you, are you, are you do you genuinely believe that Man United will lift the trophy? If so, what score on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think we're going to win it. I think momentum is with us. I think Newcastle have, have petered off a little bit. I think um, I don't know if the season is catching up to them, but I think um, you know they've 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 slightly got off the boil. Would I say? Um, and we've just kind of kept that upward trajectory. I think that will keep with us. Momentum's high. You know, the mentality is high. I think we'll win 2-1. But I think it'll be one of them games where, you know, we'll get the 2-1 maybe around the seventh minute like we did yesterday and then kind of see it out again. So, yeah, man, 2-1. And, yeah, may the, may the best team win. Good luck on Sunday. And, yeah, hopefully it's going to be a good occasion. Definitely. Um, look, guys, make sure your nails are ready to be bitten because I'm going <laughs> for a goal fest. I'm going to say Newcastle are going to win 3-2. I think there'll be a hell of a lot of attacking football. I think, Saeed, you've said it all the way through the show and I completely agree with you. Both teams are out to win this to win this trophy. And I think right. that both teams are going to go hammer and tong to win this trophy. Now, uh, the reason why I think Newcastle will win is because Man United do concede a number of chances, although their defence has been better, they do concede chances. You look at Leicester on Sunday, Leicester could quite easily have been in the first half 3-0 up, but saves from the game stopped that. I think if they concede those sort of chances to Newcastle, we can hurt them. And so I think 3-2, get your nails ready because you won't have any by the end of the game. But you know what? I, I just believe it's going to be an absolute classic. Um, and look, I cannot wait for it, as we all can. But um, look, uh, before we move on to the member show, 
we're we're gonna let Saeed sign off. So Saeed, first and foremost, massive, massive thanks for you coming on. Absolute top, top guest, top guy. Um, Cheers, um look b- before you go, where can where can we find you? You're in the title, by the way. You're you're YouTube channel, so people click that and, and subscribe. But look, t- tell us where we can find you. Yeah, find me on um, Saeed TV um, on YouTube. Um, do United content, but I also do other football as well. So I appreciate you guys having me. Big up to the chat. Um, like I said, man, Newcastle, you know what I mean? Big, big club, man. So you guys should be up there. And yeah, good luck in the final. May the best team win, man. I think either way, you know, you guys, if you win it, you deserve it because I feel like you've had a good journey with, with, with your new manager. And I've always, for me, kind of backed Eddie Howe. I think he's a top, top manager. Gets too, for me, too much disrespect. And you know what? Fair play to him, man. He's, he's got you guys rolling. So yeah, good luck in the final. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Take Pleasure. care, guys. Pleasure. We'll Cheers, Top man. Great to have Saeed on. Um, stayed a little bit longer than anticipated, but, you know, he, he obviously some of the questions in the chat was really, really good. So um, absolutely spot on with that. And what a great way to sign off for the, um, the, the away days for the cup final. But we're not done yet. Now, at this point, I'm going to hand this over um, to both uh, Chris and Daz because um, <laughs> we have a fantastic members draw for all of you brilliant, loaded, mad NUFC members that have committed to the channel. Thank you um, for all of your support, um, as always. And this is for you. So, boys, take it away. Okay, I'll just get set up here with the wheel before... Uh... Chris introduces oh, everything. So now it's it's ready. It's ready to go. Um, ready. I love the before, wheel. Before you even get into that, I just I find it funny that like, Keith is getting all the, the hate mail that I was getting there during the week. If you bet against Newcastle, this is what happens. The chat would never ever goes mental. <laughs> this is it. But look, uh, look. Uh, to be fair, there's, there is a number of people in the chat, Michael Palmer, uh, for at least one of them, have gone, you know what? I understand Keith's logic on yeah. this. I understand why so close. He, he's put that prediction in there. So so there are, there are a number that do understand. I can't, I can't go against what I've seen in the last few weeks <laughs> Look at that. with the momentum. And I think Said had a really good point there with the momentum, which is what <laughs> I was trying to say a little earlier as well. And United have really gone to that next level. What I want to see is an entertaining final. Imagine if you get something. Um, Newcastle haven't done themselves justice in previous Wembley finals in, in, in the 90s. And that. Imagine if we have anything like what the final was in 2017 with uh, Southampton 3-2. Just like what Pete was saying, that'll be a thriller. It'll be a brilliant final. Best team wins. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. Chris, what about that? Are we ready to get the spinny wheel? Yes. Yeah, yeah, spinny wheel, yeah, spinny wheel, spinny wheel. Here we go. I'll bring the the wheel up on screen. Are we going to announce what the what the prizes are before or or after? I reckon I reckon we announce them to draw up the tension, Pete. Right. So we promised, didn't we, at the back end of last year that we were going to start doing a more regular members draw. Now, obviously, all all you keen listeners out there will have noticed that we didn't do the draw for January, and there was a bit of a reason behind that. We're doing so we're doing a bumper two draw special this time round, and the winner for each draw is a £50 Newcastle United 
club voucher, mm-hmm. which can be spent at the club shop on whatever you like. So we're going to be giving away two £50 vouchers. And whoever wins on the spinny wheel, um, we will ask you to get in touch either with myself, with the channel, um, or if I know who it is and I've got obviously got your details, I'll get in touch with you. But if not, we'll ask you to get in touch with us. Um, so, Daz, take it away. Here we go. First thing. It's tense. Ooh. Here we go. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, there's Lisa saying, Ooh. Who is it? Oh, Simon. It's Simon. Oh, <laughs> Simon it's Rose. Simon. Congrats, Simon. Simon's in the chat tonight. Congrats, Simon. Fantastic. Congratulations, Simon. So I'll remove Simon from the wheel. Yeah. And now, uh, just to let people know, there's there's 94 names in the the wheel. Now there's 93. Are you ready for the second one, Chris? Let's go. Chris Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. It won't be me. We we leave. <laughs> I reckon we leave it there. Thanks very much, everyone. It's been a great. Congratulations, Chris. So it's not so going to be me. We said it. We said it was going to yeah. happen, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was gonna happen. Do you know what? Some people at home may be thinking, "Why? Why are you leaving yourselves in?" Basically, as you all know. We're all part of the channel just as much as you are. We're all paying members. Um, and we did speak about this the other day. We were like, should we remove ourselves? And then I was nah. like, no. I said, what? We probably won't even get drawn like Richie did the last time. And I said, also, you know, <laughs> it shows that, you know, we're all part of the channel or whatever. And um, there you go. I'm a winner. But Daz, <laughs> remove me. I'm yeah. spinning again. I, I'm not even going to remove you, Chris. I'm going to leave you there, but we're spinning it again. So no prize for Chris. Here just we go. Me again. Put it back. Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be Pete this time. Or me. Or... <coughs> hey, get Richie again. No, I don't think it's any of us. Solo. Solo. Who is Solo? That Solo's is a question. Been in the chat quite a lot, actually. Oh, Solo's in the chat been... quite a lot. Yes. Um, oh. I don't know if I've seen Solo tonight, but has been in, in the chat quite a bit. So, so Solo, Solo. You, you're going to need to contact us, Solo, because yeah. we, we won't know who you are. So uh, get, get in contact with any of us, and, and we'll uh, we'll organise it from there. So congratulations. Another £50 voucher for the club shop. Yeah. Uh, what, what, um, obviously, there's a period of time that we need you to contact us, Solo. But if not, goes back into the hat. Spinny wheel out again. And, and Daz gets out the spinny wheel and, and another member could potentially win the prize. So Solo, if you watch it live or if you watch it on, on uh, Watch Back, get in touch, as the boys have just said. But, uh, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give you two weeks. If, if you're not back in two weeks, we spin again. Yeah, we that's, that's it for the members draw, isn't it? It is. We're done. Yeah. So no, Simon Wood and Solo, congratulations. Well done. You know what? I love that spinny wheel. I love it's great, it. Isn't it? It's great. Great. Just the buzz around it all. Um, and look, massive thanks to all the members. Um, like, like, like we said, um, lots and lots of prizes that will be available on the channel. Um, and yeah, keep keep yourself tuned in because the spinny wheel mm-hmm. will be back, back with a vengeance very, very soon. There's no doubt about it. Um, but look, yeah, um, br- brilliant stuff all round. Now, look, um, just going into 
the final. Obviously, we talked with Saeed and uh, massive thanks to him as always for coming and joining us. But look, just what just uh, I, the question I've got for you guys is what does this potentially is winning the cup mean um, to you now? You know, we almost had, kind of had a similar conversation, Chris, before um, before we came on tonight. Is that you know? And I know you were talking about this, like, and hopefully you don't you, you appreciate what I'm saying is that you you kind of said to me you were sitting there and thought, "Fuck, we could actually win this." Like, what if we win the cup? Like, what would it mean to you guys if we go? We've just won. A cup, like we, we are, we are. We've just won a major trophy. What would it mean to you, with us boys, Trippier and Lascelles, or Trippier on his own, whoever it is, holding that trophy aloft? What would it mean to you, Chris? I'll start with you. Yeah, do you know what? It it brought back memories of when I was on my way home from York um, on the train, and the takeover actually got announced. I think we all knew it was coming. But when I read it and like my eyes just started filling up and it was dead emotional. And like I said to you before, Pete, I was sitting here today and I was thinking, you know, going to London tomorrow, obviously disappointing I've not got a ticket, but great to be in and amongst it and I wouldn't miss it. Um, but I just sat here today and I was thinking, wow, like what what actually happens if we win it? Like, I, I, I genuinely don't know how I'm going to react when we win it. Um, obviously, I'll be with you, Pete. I'll be with my wife. And I think, you know, to put it in perspective, and I'm sure I don't need to tell anyone this, you know, when we last won a trophy, uh, a domestic trophy, um, my dad, my dad was eight years away from being born. So like, and I, it just kind of made me stop and think, wow, like, I, I can't believe it. So to, to witness it. And I think as well, the fact, you know, the fact that we do this show, like, and obviously we've got all the regular viewers, everyone's involved. We're all like one big family, one big community. And I think all the hours and time that all of us invest, mm -hmm. uh, whether you're watching it, whether you're tuning in later, whether we're taking part in it, you know, no matter what it is, for for us to kind of, um, you know, break that trophy drought so early as well, not, not that we were expecting to be in this position. I just, I genuinely, I just think it would be overwhelming. Like, I genuinely don't know. I reckon I'll just burst out crying. Um, it means so much, and it's great to be back. But even even if we don't bring the trophy home, which obviously I'm hoping and praying that we do, um, still really proud of the lads and still absolutely delighted that we're in this, having this conversation. I never, I'd, uh, in, not in my wildest dreams, <clears throat> two, three years ago, did I ever think we'd be having this conversation. So the fact that we are is just brilliant. And, you know, onwards and upwards. Daz, same question. What would it mean to you if we if we see Trippier Lascelles lifting that trophy Sunday? Oh, it'd be absolutely amazing, Pete. But but I haven't really even thought about that to tell you the truth because I'm just so used of being knocked down, you know, uh, being thrown away the league to Man United back so long ago. Uh, the the FA Cup with with Chelsea against Man United again. You know, we never we never win anything. And I've never, like, obviously, we're we've never seen them uh, win anything apart from uh, uh, Scott Parker and the Intertoto piece of paper. Uh, we've never won anything, you know. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, uh, like living in Ireland with 85% of the people supporting either Man United or Liverpool, like the bragging rights alone, just just to rub it into so many faces. Like, I, I, I even though all through 
uh, from national school up uh, in the, the abuse they get from uh, in, in good banter of, uh, from from uh, from uh, supporters of of those kind of clubs. But uh, no, it would just be amazing. And I I, I think maybe it's been a kind of defense mechanism to think we're not going to win uh, at, at, at the start of the week. Just just try and cope with it. But uh, I don't know. I, I we will see. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, an instant reaction slash reaction show the next day or something like that. If if we do win, but uh, please. And Keith, what what would it mean to you um, if we were to 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 win a trophy? First of all, it means it might mean you come off the fence <laughs> <laughs> in future. But but in all seriousness, just what would it mean to you? Yeah, um, I mean. To put it into some context here, I remember a year and a half ago when England got to the Euros final, um, Euro 2020 final, and I was thinking of the alternative for me club, uh, Newcastle, and I just couldn't at that particular minute in time, because we're still under the Ashley regime, I couldn't anticipate Newcastle getting to the equivalent of a, a domestic cup final. So to get this far already... And the progress Newcastle have made in the last season, season certainly last year, it feels like we would be ahead of schedule almost because Newcastle, like a lot of the predictions are, Newcastle be top eight, maybe top nine, top eight. The, the, nobody thought that Newcastle would be top six, top five, and in a domestic cup final. So it would just be I cannot anticipate it. Almost it's almost like how the They've got to already got to a final, and it's that's already amazing. It was really, and I want that to be a building block for the the seasons ahead. I want to see them more and more semi-finals, more finals, and in that air, and it's it'd be incredible. You know, it's it'll eventually happen. I'm anticipating that Newcastle will eventually be geared and they'll eventually break the Wembley jinx, and it'll be amazing when it happens. And if that starts on Sunday, then that'll be incredible. I mean, how many people have just travelled down to London just to experience? Okay being at London, in London for that moment. There's so many people who haven't got a ticket that want to be in London. And if it is, they'll have that historic moment, you know, where they were there then in London and to party with the other Geordies and Newcastle fans down there. It'll be incredible. Um, but for me, that's my main thoughts, really, of we will be ahead of schedule, we'll be moving forward again, and it it'll be the absolute rocket Newcastle need it'll almost instead of ending the season on a downer it'll have the opposite effect it'll almost be like an, an injection we've had a piece period where we're grinding we're halting and we'll get that shot of winning the final and it gets we're going again and it might even push Newcastle into the uh, the Champions League positions again and then into the, into the following season you go into a domestic final you win it you have a strong end of the season you're in the Champions League imagine that that's yeah, you just kind of make it up, can you? From the start, where we were at the start of last season, kind of make it up. That would be the dream, Keith. That would be the ultimate dream. Uh, from what, where where we the start of the season, <laughs> no one ever would have predicted that to win the cup and to get top four. Well, I'll have whatever you're smoking there, if that was to happen. Show us the hate Ooh. in the chat. Show us the hate in the chat now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you there go. go. <laughs> We're going to chat. Love it. Love it. Um, for me, 
it's pure and simple. It's just history. History for me. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, there are people that have been born and passed since we last won the trophy. Yeah. Um, and for me, there was a time a, a few years ago that I thought I would never be in a position where I'd be alive to see Newcastle win a trophy. We are on the cusp of us potentially creating that history. And for us collectively, but from a personal point of view, to be able to experience that, that would mean the world to me. It might not be a Champions League or an FA Cup or whatever, but I don't care. I want new. I just want to be able to experience Newcastle win the trophy, and I'm looking at it right now, and the stars have aligned for me. There's been a lot of things that have happened this season and over the last year that have meant the stars have aligned at this point. There's one star that's not quite aligned yet, and hopefully we see that on Sunday, which allows us to win the trophy. Um, but for me, more than anything, it's history. We have the opportunity to rip up the history books and the ridicule and the laughter that all those other clubs send our way. We've got an opportunity to st stuff it in their faces. And, you know, Alan uh, Thompson said in the chat quite nicely, put Pete winning would mean um, I can look at the opposition fans in the face and say, we've won something. And my first thought will be uh, for my father, who was a scene ticket um, to the end of his life, goes and makes exactly the same point. You know, there are people that have not been, uh, that have seen and supported Newcastle with the same passion that us four on this panel have and everyone in this chat has uh, for Newcastle United and not seen us win anything. But these boys have got an opportunity to make history and I hope that's the case for me um, on Sunday. There's, and more there's some really else. good points there, Pete, as well about, obviously, there was another point there, a gentleman had put about his father um, and dementia and that as well. And, Again, there's people who, in their lifetimes, who mightn't have seen Newcastle win. And my, myself, I think of family, and I'm sure a lot of people will think of the family as well. Like my granddad used to be a season ticket holder at Newcastle in the 50s, 60s and 70s, you know, and he got to see Newcastle win the cup. You know, certainly when he was up here, he might not have got to the final, but he, he experienced a winning Newcastle team. And he, to, to the end of his life, he won that's all he lived for. He lived for that as part of one of the main things he lived for. So there's that emotion as well of me growing up, you know, getting my love for Newcastle through my granddad. And again, not, not being able to share that with my granddad. And if Newcastle win that, it'll be a big release as well, I'm sure, as it will be for so many families and supporters of Newcastle United if they were to win this trophy. This trophy. That's the one. We want to see, want to see black and white ribbons round that Sunday Sunday evening. Um, and look, let's let's hope that the the that the boys bring it home. That's for sure. But look, um, there's been at some points in, in tonight's show, two hundred in the chat supporting and watching live. Massive thanks to everybody in the chat that's shown their support. Whether you're a Newcastle fan, whether you're a Man United fan, thank you for all your um, contributions because it makes the show exactly what it is. Huge thank you to Sire TV. He's just sent me a message saying, absolutely quality show, really enjoyed the chat. And thank you for everyone's contributions as well. Keith, double O Stato, um, your stats just get better and better every week. Yeah. It's a pleasure yeah. to have you on. Uh, no, no, no. In general, 
you're 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 a top guy, but you Thank know you. your stuff, and everybody kind. really really appreciates it. Daz, Chris, um, brilliant stuff on the membership draw. I look forward to the spinning wheel coming back again with a vengeance. Um, uh, Pete, and... sorry, Pete, sorry, just to add. Oh, go on, go on. No, I was going to say, just to add, um, just to clarify, we had a members draw earlier for two winners. They've both won a £50 Newcastle United club shop voucher. Just to clarify, Alan Thompson did say, uh, Pete is the prize, one of Nile Rangers tickets. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, it's much better than that because they're actually real. So, <laughs> And let's face it, would anyone trust Nile Rangers? Nile Rangers is a dirty word, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is a Newcastle term and the football terms just in general. So great point, uh, Alan. Yeah, it's not an our Ranger ticket, that is for sure. But um, look, brilliant stuff all round. Um, we're going to finish off. We'll finish off with, with the how and the send-off, but I think there's something a little bit additional to that that we're yes. going to put out after the how outro goes on. So listen to it. Um, it's a great listen. Um, something a little bit different, a little bit special um, that Chris in particular thought would be a really good send-off uh, into the cup final. So listen after the how outro for all of you that are listening currently. Um, but of course... Pete, sorry, just to add. So this yeah. this special outro that Pete's mentioning, which will be after the how, I just wanted to give the lads a shout out. So I reached out to a, a, a lad called John Rufham. Um, I saw this on Twitter yesterday and... I, I thought it was brilliant. So I asked um, John to follow me so I could direct message him. And um, John asked if we could give his Insta music page a shout out, which is JRM, oh, JR Music underscore UK. Um, so that's JR Music underscore UK. And uh, listen, John, thank you very much for allowing us to play this, mate. Hope you all enjoy it after the how. Um, so yeah, just wanted to add that in there. Definitely. And of course, um, it gives me a great segue to not forget our fantastic sponsors um, who support the channel so well. So thank you very, very much to all. Um, um, at the Radiator Share, thank you, Russ, who's a superb sponsor of the channel. Um, make sure, uh, and these boys are in prison, and rightly so, um, make sure you support uh, just, the Radiator Share. Just because Share. they said that they might lose, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, because you both said, you both get rumors. <laughs> I love that, Daz. Um, aluminium rads are environmentally friendly and are perfect for heat source pumps. Uh, they offer a home survey and service um, and will install if required. And look, um, there are some quality radiators uh, available, um, as always, from Russ and the team. Uh, we also have to give a huge thank you to Bathroom Design Co. Um, H2O. Um, if you haven't shown uh, or you haven't seen some of the quality on all the channel, um, the Northeast largest supplier of um, Vilroy and Botch bathrooms, um, where Team Valley Gateshead, over 20 years established, ran by a family, and get down to the showrooms on 11th Avenue. Team Valley Estate in Gateshead, and you can check out some of the quality. And we've shown you time after time, and I have to go through them very, very quickly because my wife has just returned home, and <laughs> she'll be on my back again to get one of those bathrooms. So we've ran through it as quickly as we possibly could. And look for the next members draw. Get yourself in there, one ninety nine a month. Do it on laptop. Click that blue button and make sure that you join uh, and become part of the loaded family. 
Um, uh, and of course, um, thank you to you boys as always for coming and joining um, uh, me and, and everybody else on away days. Always really appreciate it. Um, couldn't do it without you. And of course, to everyone else, um, we do love playing away. Um, ah. Good luck, everyone. Pray for a winner. Um, let's bring home the cup. Come on, you mags. <laughs> Yeah.